You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is June 10th, 2020, the Wednesday Night Wars. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar and Matt Morgan, here to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT on USA. Uh, guys, interesting shows on both counts tonight. We had the fallout from NXT TakeOver in Your House on uh, on NXT. We had more of the build towards Fighter Fest on AEW. Um, I got to ask, Matt, opening thoughts. Who do you think won, won the war tonight? This was tough. This was yeah. actually two good, two good shows. Because I'm a little bit more of an AEW homer, I admit that blatantly. It always holds a little bit more of my attention. Every once in a while, uh, NXT will put a really good match out there, and AEW will be doing something stupid for that few minutes that will get my attention. So, um, good lord, AEW, I think squeaked by. Justin. Yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, I had a few more minutes on AEW than I did NXT in terms of where my my prime focus was, but but I think NXT finished better. If you saw their finish, that was a more interesting uh, final five minutes than what AEW gave me. Hmm. Yes, I agree. So AEW started off tonight, Chris Jericho on commentary, and here we had FTR making their in-ring AEW debut against the Butcher and the Blade in like a 20-minute long match. This was surprisingly competitive. This is where, all right, like people have differing opinions, right? They think if somebody's a really good like singles wrestler or somebody is a really good tag team, that they should not be going very long against lesser talents. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, let's just let's be honest. AEW fans like quality, um, five star rated matches and work rate. They're very big fans of that. Their True. base. So this was a good service for their base. I don't know. Going twenty minutes long for them was good to get mainstream fans to click through the channels and stop by and see what's going on, if you will. Yeah. Um, but then again, that's why you put Chris Jericho on the headset, right? I think it's a, it's a smart move. They all know who Chris Jericho is, but, um, this was a great match. I'm so excited. FTR is there. So excited. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised here. I mean, we, we've seen the established talent of AEW go up against legit unknown jobbers and let those matches go way too competitive. So when, when you have FTR up against butcher and blade established talents that have been regulars, you know, it's not going to be a quick squash. And, I don't know if you guys caught this. The last couple of weeks, uh, Jim Ross, who, you know, JR is JR. He's got the right to say whatever he wants. On commentary, JR has pulled, pulled, has pulled no punches to like point out some of the things that I know I've said and I've seen other people say about like the lack of tagging, the lack of like just rules and structures of tag. Yes. And, and tonight, JR, like, and, and Jericho, you know, kind of egged him on. At one point, he even said, JR, let's get you a Moscow mule. You, you got to be so happy. <laughs> JR, like, they're noting like how, like, look, there's tags. Look, there's c- traditional tag team wrestling <laughs> cutting the ring in half. It's almost like they were burying tag team wrestling rules in the last few weeks, only so FTR could get over looking like a more traditional tag team. It, it, I don't know. Or, 
or Jim Ross has been waiting for God knows how long to be a little bit more honest. Yeah. You know, because he's calling action on so many tag matches that he's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Guys, why are you making me have to call this stuff? Come on, tag. Go the tag ropes. Cut the ring off. Like, stuff like that. But he goes along with it because he has to. His job is to help elevate the talent that's in the ring and tell their story. He does an amazing job. He had so much credibility. But you could see he was a fan tonight again. He was a fan again tonight watching these FTR go to work. And it was cool to see. And Jericho was definitely stirring it up, too. Yeah. It was interesting, this promo after, with the Bucks coming out, introducing themselves to FTR. FTR really not getting a chance to say anything or respond uh, before the Bucks got attacked by the Butcher and then Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc came out uh, uh, joining the attack and then Hangman Page and Kenny Omega coming out uh, to, to sort of stop the brawl. Um, what did you think of this promo, Matt, and like laying the groundwork? I mean, are we getting this at Fighter Fest, do you think, the Bucks versus FTR? I do. I really do. I think this is going to be very, I think they're going to get to it uh, quicker than we expect. Um, because again, <clears throat> excuse me, they're not under a contract yet, unless they sign one today. Um, you know, they're not under a contract, they're under a handshake deal right now. And if you listen to them, they're excited about wrestling a whole slew of different teams. They could have been saying that just to increase their, you know, yeah, the market uh, rate. aid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'd love to see them sign there. I think he will, he, they will do uh, a W a world of good. I think they're going to help other tag teams out. I really do because the bucks and the rest of them, uh, you Lucha brothers, they're amazing to watch. I'm like their biggest fans, right? I love the athleticism, but to have a combination of everything. Finally, yeah, we, we've never seen this. We, okay, well, Matt, we had this in NXT. We had really good uh, athletes, just like Young Bucks and the, all the high spots that they do. Not like Young Bucks, in my opinion. Um, you know what I mean? So I think there'll be the whole kit and caboodle tag team division now. I think they're going to help strengthen this entire company, quite frankly, with a lot of forgotten about basics and fundamentals that wrestling has forgotten about, and, and it will add so much more to it. What Matt is saying, you know, about them being on the handshake deal, I mean, that is uh, up till today, that is right, you know, and they, they've talked about it. Um, so on that, you know, I could see, you know, Matt, your point about, you know, maybe, maybe just get get the money match while you while you have them. But with Fighter Fest being something that's going to be on free TV, so there's no pay per view right. buy to it, and with you know, it's still a few weeks away, so maybe, but you know, it's not it's not going to be in a big arena like like maybe what they could might be able to do in September for for all out i still feel like this fighter fest maybe we get like some kind of big uh eight man schmaz that has maybe ftr in the box on one side or something i don't know maybe maybe it's a multi-team but i i still think they're going to hold out uh, they being aew they're going to hold out hope that they get ftr signed to something a little bit more long term and they can actually do the the uh the dream match of ftr versus the young bucks in the right setting where you can truly monetize it yeah um hangman adam page looking like he just got off duty at a hickory farms <laughs> in that red cowboy top tonight that was uh something else justin were you big big hickory farms mark at the mall in the in the 80s and 90s no i was not a big hickory, hickory farms mark thank have you have you seen a hickory farms at a mall yes i i when i was younger but it's been oh, a long it, time you go by there and they have like the free samples of the salami and the smoked cheeses i go to sam's club for the free samples this was pre-Sam's Club in the 80s. Hickory Farms was where it was at. 
I was born in 87. I, I, oh, what, yeah. what was I doing walking around getting free samples? Oh, so you missed out on the joy of doing a school fundraiser trying to sell Hickory Farms mail order fine uh, meats and cheeses and uh, spreads as a gift to your friends and family to raise money for a field trip. Yeah, I mean, I sold, what, what did we sell? We sold, um, we sold like, I don't know, was it sweets? I don't know. They, 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 uh, we had fundraisers, but it wasn't really Hickory Farms. Uh, give me that and some grit. Selling grit. <laughs> <laughs> Matt pops for grit, the grit mention. <laughs> hey, you sell enough of that, you can get a bike. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> oh, the childhood dream. Anyhow, uh, back to the show tonight. <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking forward to see. I almost wonder if it's better to do the Bucks and uh, FTR at All Out, do it in front of a crowd. Um, when is think, All Out? Uh, Labor Day weekend. It's usually Labor Day weekend. It would be better to build to this. You're correct. Any other time I'd say yes. I don't think, no, I think they're going to rush it. I don't care. I don't care where it is, how they do it, just as long as I get to see it. I really don't mind them skipping to it. With Fighter, you know, Fighter Fest, Fighter Fest is still another month away and it's two weeks. Unless Tony Khan and AEW oh. already have the situation worked out, the details worked out, unless that's going to be the first AEW. In in the post in the pandemic era, let's be the first one that's going to have be in a different location with with, with tickets on sale, maybe because then that's that that's a big thing to pop. But other, but if it's still going to be Daly's place and you know, it seems like they're letting a few fans in to get tested. Uh, you know, I I just I, I just don't see them wasting that match just yet if they don't have to. Unless unless FTR says you have us for one more month and then we're going oh, to yeah. New Japan. Like unless FTR really forces their hand and says we got paydays waiting for us elsewhere in the world. But I think FTR is also. I know FTR is smart enough to like. I I think they'll hold and wait for right wait wait for this to to get the right buy rate or the bite you know the right gate live gate. Anthony Y Buck ninety nine super chat props to Matt for having a better mic. Uh, Anthony, that dollar ninety nine goes to help pay off Raj's Tesla. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony, for such a compliment. <laughs> Justin Lopez two dollars all out is September fifth Saturday after Labor Day this year. Uh, yes. Um, he meant time period. He meant the same time frame. Yes, it's it's Labor Day. Labor Day signals the end of summer. The start. Well, it used to signal the start of school. What's with the kids these days starting school in August? Back when I was growing up, Labor Day after Labor Day is when you went back to school. God forbid you go back to school in August and cut into that Hickory Farms time you had there, Glenn. I'm telling you, the smoked meats and cheeses were delicious. Matt knows what I'm talking about. Mount, mount to the do. mall in the 1980s. Do yes. that. Go hit up Sam Goody, B. Dalton Bookseller. Maybe hang out at the Orange uh, Julius. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Orange Julius was the hot spot in my mall, too, actually. <laughs> you guys um, remember, you guys so remember was, uh, Tower Records? Oh, yes. Fondly. I do. I was, I was in college for Tower Records, but yeah. Um, what about record stores? Do you remember record stores, Glenn? Yes. Actual records. Yeah. Well, thankfully they still exist now, but it's all vinyl now. But I love to do that when we when we travel, we would go to like vinyl record stores because you want to find. I don't want this reissue repressing stuff. I want the old like beat up, lived in copy of like Def Leppard's Hysteria. I mean, we frame them. So back before I had the backdrop, you could see that I had framed records all over the walls. We have them all over the house. But I love going to record stores and just finding older obscure stuff. Uh, right. None of this like new slick reissues. You know, Glenn, you should Google. There's a, there's a great story. I think it's I think like Hoarders or one of those shows. Jerry's Records here in Pittsburgh. Oh, this guy has houses and warehouses really? that 
he owns that he just just to store his records because he's such he, he lives in one of his warehouses wow yeah yeah i've bought a lot of vinyl in recent years um so back to the show tonight we had uh after that opening segment oh nyla rose and penelope ford with kip sabian versus chris statlander and hukaru shida Penelope ford and nyla rose picking up a windfall i will win via pinfall windfall picking yes a windfall it's a term it means win via pinfall i just made that up wait i thought wait <laughs> i thought I, I thought i saw penelope get the is it a, did penelope i miss penelope and nyla rose via pinfall yeah yeah because i thought yeah I saw Penelope get the, the pin. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 this did this didn't really hold me a lot, but I, I was, I don't know. I was watching NXT. I was doing multiple things. This didn't really. Nothing to write home about here. It's just tough, man. I mean, I want AEW's women's division to be better. I think everybody does, and I just for some reason it's just not quite, like there are glimpses of it being great, but it hasn't really reached greatness. Well, yet. they just have, you know, again, I've said this. They, there's just a lot of a lot of females they have that just didn't have much, if any, TV experience, and 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 that there's a difference between being you know naturally talented at pro wrestling, but having not done it yet on on a TV situation. That that's that's a real thing. Um, so I, I think that comes into play. It's tough. You know, last night was the first time in years that I watched wrestling for fun and I didn't podcast about it after I watched the re-airing of WWE evolution on FS1 last night. And it's crazy to me. You look how stacked the talent pool was that was there of at the time, current talents in the fall of 2018, the veterans, all these NXT women were barely represented there. I mean, Rhea uh, Ripley had a match that wasn't even on the pay-per-view card, but right. I just can't imagine if they do an evolution too, how much more talent there is now, how incredible it could be. I, I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, like they need their own. Or are you talking about this ad nauseum? Yes. I, won't uh, I know. I'm sorry. Yes, give them their own show. Give them something more. Anthony Y, 499 man. Matt, your mic is over tonight because uh, Anthony Y, 499, uh, saying you're welcome. The other mic was dreadful. Also, AEW gets my vote as always. Anthony, there was no need for that. <laughs> There's no need for that second sentence. Now I'm now I'm hurt. <laughs> Brandon Hall, five dollars, saying Glenn and Matt are bringing back memories with Hickory Farms. Great times. Poor Justin was selling Claire's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, good call. <laughs> um. Oh, and wait a second. There's something in here. Not a super chat, but worth the shout out nonetheless. Let me uh, scroll back and find this. Uh, John Cameron is saying two two five two five blueprint donated today. Love you, man. Hope you win. Also, oh, wow! I Thank want you, an, John. Yes, he wants an as it were totally over. <laughs> <laughs> you got you. Got, uh, that's usually when yeah, Glenn. Usually you bang that out when um, your your uh, um, your that's your transition usually. As it were. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, speaking of which, text blueprint to 22525 to make a donation to Mr. Matt Morgan's campaign for County Commissioner District 1, Seminole County in Florida. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Is officially Thank announced. You. Thank you. Uh, it was very cool of you to donate to that. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fun times with games, Buck 99. Take the mic and cut a promo on Labar. This is how the super chats. This is how the super chats. No, he said Labar. The they want, they want oh, cut a promo. to grab the mic. Oh, they want Justin to cut a promo. Oh, oh yes. Go ahead. Justin. I haven't got fired up yet. 
Fun time with games before we're done. I will, but I got to, I got to get, I got to legit fired up with something. So we'll get that. And Anthony, why with buck Anthony, why you don't have to give money every time you follow up, but say he's going to donate $20 to your campaign. So there you go. Good Lord. Thank you. You don't have to do that. Well, he's already donating to Raj's, uh, the uh, country club dues here with all this. (laughs) Raj's country club campaign. (laughs) You know, he ran into Bobby Lashley there over the weekend. In case you didn't hear. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard they were on the seventh hole together. Yeah. Hey, listen, our buddy Raj donated a, a lot, a hundred bucks to my campaign. Thank you, Raj, if you're watching. I was, oh, I was absolutely, cool. Raj is a good guy. Uh, we just give him a hard time because he's not here. Balls, <laughs> yeah, like busting his chops. Absolutely. Uh, so. Back to the show tonight after that women's match with Penelope Ford and Nyla Rose picking up that win. Uh, Darby Allen cutting a promo saying he's not medically cleared to wrestle, but he doesn't care. Um, All right, here's my rant. If, yeah. I'll get fired up on this because I, this is, I've actually been stowing on this. So, stewing. Stowing. Stewing, stowing, stewing. So we see this promo, all right, and Tony Hawk's in it, very cool. Another, another, you know, cameo select here for AEW. And Darby continuing to try to come off this ladder on the skateboard. So Darby legit is not <laughs> medically cleared. The other day he posted on social him jumping out of a window at a hotel into oh, yeah. a pool. He three was at stories. least at least three. But it looked like five. Whatever. He shows himself jumping out of a window. Now, look, this guy is a tough SOB. That's I get it. All right. You're tough. You got you got balls. You got great brutes. But dude. There is at some point, it's it's just like Joey Janela and the stuff that he did on, on, on the indie scene. At some point, yes. use your use your head, my friend. Darby, you are somebody who's over just by your look, just by your, your homemade videos you can do when you're not jumping out of something. You have a look. You have a company who wants to invest in you long term. I know Tony Khan, Cody, these guys, they like you. You have a place for the coming years. Okay, and so I get that it's like, uh, you know, it's this, okay, courage and and, and amplify my my daredevil persona. But the one time that your daredevil trick goes wrong and you seriously injure yourself and all of a sudden now you're zip, you're done. Like, I don't know, like it's not a gimmick for him, man. I mean, I think I've said this since day one. I think it was even a little controversial the first time. And I mean this with nothing but love because I think Darby is so talented. But there's something about this kid. Darby, I think, would be the first one to tell you he's not going out of this world. He's not dying of natural causes like that's just not his M.O., man. He sounds like one of the guys from the original Point Break in Bodie's uh, group that that is just determined to Mm -hmm. die on, on, on the greatest surf ever. I think Darby Allen would 100 percent jump out of an airplane without a parachute. 100 percent. Well, I don't know. What it'd be? It'd be one thing if you're again trying to get noticed. Uh, yeah, I guess that's one thing. But like, you have you you have a company on TNT who 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 is invested in you. Okay, so you're sidelined for the moment. But like, think, my friend, think. Like, are you willing to sacrifice six figures and maybe more if your career takes off? I don't all think it's about the money off? for him. I know, it's not I, about that, man. Which is, I guess, it's commendable because here's a guy who's told his story. He was, I think, living out of his car for yeah. a time period. Like, so I mean, like, I, I mean, so I'm not trying. I don't want to trash the guy, but I can't help but get fired up. But like, come on, man, be smart, be a businessman, and a little bit of got to be a little bit of a businessman. I, I'm telling you, I think he is not a character. It's 100 percent real. He's got this darkness yeah. around him. And in fact, I think um, the best thing AEW can do is just let him be himself. Like, yeah, man. 
they'll screw him up if they try and I mean, whatever, man, it is what it is, but that's what makes him so pure. I you agree. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I could not agree anymore with that. Actually. He, yeah. He, he, you cannot write. You can, sorry. You cannot write for Darby. You just can't write for Darby Allen. You can't, Did you, ever you gotta see... let him do his own thing. Like you said, Glenn. Did you ever see that promo? He cut, it was uh for like, uh, um, an evolve pay-per-view, but he was talking about like, can't remember who his opponent was, but it was something like, Oh, you live in a nice house. You live in a nice neighborhood. I live in my car. I'm parked on your street. So guess what? I live here now. Like he's got like just this intensity. Like it's not fake. There's just some like real sadness and pain in this kid's eyes that he's harnessed into drive. And I just, I think he's one of the most watchable characters I've ever seen in professional wrestling. And seriously, I'd watch him and do anything like this guy, you know, if he wants to go back to skateboarding, if he wants to make movies, the movies that he's made himself, I think are so good. I just think they need to give him a platform and get out of his way. Yeah. Yes. There's a difference. There's a difference between getting out of his way. And also as like, again, you know, Tony, Cody, that the voices of reason, the more mature saying Look, I know. we're all for, we're all for putting your image out there and you haven't created freedom, but like, I have you, have you interviewed him before Justin? I have not. No, that would be an interesting interview. Be like, dude, where is the line? Like, seriously, where mm-hmm. is the line? You know, what's going through his head when he does, but I saw that hotel stunt. I've rewatched it a ton of times every time. Like I felt that drop in my gut. Like if he misshot that landing, it would have been terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's not. There's no, and you watch. It's not like it's not like this is like a, a boldly produced WWE stunt. It's not. Like, there wasn't a no. crash. There's no crash pad. There's no harness. He he's just legit jumping on. Had somebody film it. I mean, again, b- b- grapefruits. I, I I commend the guy. Tony Khan's response but, was probably like, "Next time you do that, tell us ahead of time so we can get like five cameras there, you know, and capture yeah. the thing for TV." I don't know. Yes, yeah, so Neo Akira, two dollars saying, "I'm Darby Allen. Welcome to Jackass." I mean, he's more right. intense than Jackass. Jackass looked like stuff that hurt, but I there were very few times in Jackass I ever felt like their lives were in danger. Yeah, Jackass was stuff like, "Oh, we're gonna put paper cuts in the webbing of our toes," like you know. Oh, oh just oh, thinking about it. I know, you know, but uh, Terry Allen Jr. five dollars. My debut watching AEW full show rather than YouTube clips. Fresh experience, really good watching next week. That's interesting. Um. Yeah, I, I think I've missed maybe one episode of AEW since it's been on the air. Uh, Louis thirteen saying uh, three ninety nine super chat star Darby at a goth club in LA is <laughs> about that life. I absolutely believe that. And um, man, so yeah, this is good. I'm looking forward to him being back and being cleared. Um, oh, six man tag action tonight: Jake Hagar, uh, Santana and Ortiz versus best friends in Orange Cassidy. And they sent it with Orange Cassidy getting the win on Ortiz uh, via pinfall. Yes. Which was good. And then uh, Chris Jericho, enraged, came in and beat him with a, a bag of oranges. Not just any oranges, blood oranges. Yeah, and and uh, Orange Cassidy with the blood. Yeah. This This definitely feels like we're leading to, like, Orange Cassidy in a one-on-one versus Jericho and like this is and like a Tyson thing, like a Tyson involvement or something, you know, because like Orange Cassidy could only ever beat a Chris Jericho if like a Tyson or some interference happened. That feels like what we're kind of, it feels like Fighter Fest is going to be like Chris Jericho and, and Orange Cassidy. I feel like that. And, I, and like the, the potential of comedy there and then like they got like some actual blood involved in the feud here, but then yeah, like a Tyson involvement and setting up whatever they're trying to do with Tyson and Jericho. That, that, that's that's the, kind of what's running through my mind here in the timeline of, of booking. Yeah. 
Um, Orange Cassidy still is one of the biggest stars AEW has. And I just think it gets clearer and clearer every time. And even without the crowd, I think if there's a crowd there right now, um, yeah. I think he'd be getting the biggest pop still. And that's saying something given the level of talent on AEW. But um, got to be the first time on a pro wrestling show somebody's been beaten with oranges. It's true. Wasn't that like a prisoner military beating thing? Like it doesn't leave marks. Sounds right. Yeah, I don't know. TV and movies. That's where all my knowledge comes from. Dropped out of high school in the 10th grade. Uh, Tony. No, no you did not. Wait, wait, what? wait, what? You didn't drop out. Of I got my proficiency. So I got like my high school equivalent. I graduated early, but I technically dropped out of high school to do that. You did this in 10th grade though, as far as getting. Yeah. When I was 16. Stuff, you needed to get. Yeah. 16 wow. was the last time I went to school. So I tried going to like junior college a few times. So folks, while he's trying to pawn himself off as that he didn't need his education. Uh, he fails to mention he's a genius and was able to get out of high school in 10th grade. <laughs> Wait, so what did you do That's from impressive. 16? What did you do from 16 to 18? Well, I was writing for like newspapers and doing radio, and I was writing about video games. So dude, I was doing, I had dude, like a Glenn private is career. Crazy smart. I'm not just blowing smoke. Glenn is crazy smart. I started writing, uh, we talked about this on the show before, but I started writing about video games when I was 14. I parlayed yeah. that into a column with the San Francisco Examiner, um, and I was traveling, and my school. <laughs> It was actually because my school wouldn't let me like my school was getting butt hurt that I was missing school to like go to trade shows and interview CEOs and stuff. And I was like, you guys should give me be giving me credit for this. And the final straw. Remember the wow. game genie, Matt? Remember the game genie oh. for Nintendo? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Nintendo took Galoob toys to court and said, well, you can't sell the game genie. It ruins our games. And Galoob. Right. Is based in Galoob hired me to be an expert witness in the subject of video games in federal court and say, no, Game Genie actually makes games more fun. And school wasn't giving me time off for the trial. I was getting paid as expert witness. So that's how I bought my first car. By, by the way, guys, this trial that he's talking about was a huge, huge deal. Internet wasn't really a thing. But yeah. back, back then, this was an enormous deal. You guys could go back and follow this on YouTube, what he's talking about. There's stories that cover this Game Genie stuff. Uh, and here's what he's talking about. This was a big deal. He's correct. What I didn't learn till later. You worked is, on this. That's crazy. I worked on the Carol case. And what's funny is I didn't learn till later that expert witnesses make a lot of money usually. And I was getting like 20 bucks an hour. That seemed like all the money in the world oh. to me. But mm. it wasn't like hardly anything uh, comparatively. But whatever. I got my first car. It was good. Glenn, was you have expense. to be the only person in the history of, of podcasting who finished high school in two years and is and is hosting a pro wrestling podcast <laughs> hey what are you trying to say hey, <laughs> what are you trying to say i'm Don't just saying wrestling podcasting uh i'm one of them I'm, I'm 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 slandering my own environment there's none of us that have ever finished high school in two years it's the, in california you can literally just take a test anyone can take it you know it's like those states where anyone could take the bars <clears throat> yeah which i think about You're sometimes right. Like I want to go to one of the states and just take the bar exam and see see what see if I could pass it. Maybe I could. I don't know. Anyhow, well, if you could, you should have negotiated better than twenty dollars an hour, expert witness. I was sixteen. What did I know at the time? <laughs> you know? Well, enough to get out of high school. Yeah, I guess. Uh, always meant to to go back and where, do something more. Glenn, where where was your parents? Well, oh, my parents at the time? No, I mean, my mom, actually, care? my parents were, yeah, they were both really supportive. I think my mom was a little bummed that I didn't stand the traditional route, but she knew what an opportunity it was. And my dad, I mean, I don't know. My, my dad, like, is supportive, but, like, just stuff, 
flies over his head all the time. I feel I feel like my dad, you know, I could tell him anything and I don't know if it's like uh, narcissism or uh, ADHD or what, but it's like sometimes you ever get to have the conversation like with people where you feel like they're not so much listening to you as they're just waiting for their next thing to say. Like our relationship's gotten a lot better oh, growing up. That's what it our, so our society is like that actually yeah. where you, I have millions of conversations and the person is desperately just waiting for me to stop talking. <laughs> they didn't hear anything I just said because they've been thinking the entire time about what they want to say to me next. Yeah. Do you it's know crazy. what I'm talking about? But, but it's true. Yeah. So our, our relationship's a lot better now. When I was growing up, I think I had a lot of feelings about like my parents' divorce and like him. Uh, I don't know. I mean, not to get all into this, but it's like, I, both are both of your parents still together? They never got divorced? Still together. Well, Justin? they were. My father, my father passed. Oh, yeah. Justin? Uh, yeah. My, my mom and my, my, my father who adopted me when I was three, they're still together. Yeah. It was really weird in the eighties, dude. I was like, cause I remember my parents getting divorced and I remember my dad like going on dates and like the woman he was dating had kids. So like we would all go on dates, like on their dates together. I remember just like that, like, like really drove a wedge in my relationship with my father. Like it's good now, but I harbored a lot of resentment about that for a long time. Maybe, Anyhow, he, maybe uh, he felt, maybe he felt scared and inferior because you're smarter than him. <laughs> it could be, it very well could be. Ah, and yeah, I'll save the rest of this for my next uh, therapy session. Lay, but, lay, uh... lay, lay down on the couch. <laughs> Let's talk more yeah. about this. Well, Matt asked about my parents. No, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm saying like let's keep. I don't know. I'm fascinated. Yeah. Well, speaking of parents, Billy Gunn was there with his son. Ringside. No, no, just Billy. Have you noticed AEW will not refer to him as Billy Gunn in these last couple well, weeks? That when is he, interesting. When he was in the Battle Royal, his graphic was just Billy. Tonight, his graphic just Billy. His yeah. son is Austin Gunn. So I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know. It, I was always under the assumption that Kip had ownership of the Billy Gunn name, but now I'm wondering if. Or unless AEW said we just want you to be Billy, but I don't know why, because they promote Gun Club no. and they promote his son as Austin Gun. Right. So I don't know what that is, but he also had his other son there tonight, if you yeah. saw. Yep. Yes, his, his kids his kids are huge, too. <laughs> They're huge. Uh so this promo with MJF, MJF talking trash about his sons. This is setting up MJF versus Billy Gunn. And uh it's funny, my wife noticed he was doing this, and then I noticed it as well. The, you know, speaking of high school and growing up, I used to do this in drama. It's part of the reason uh why I like stopped pursuing acting and things like that. Billy was, you could see that he was mouthing MJF's lines during the promo. Th that does that. There are a lot of, if you pay attention fans that are watching this right now, lots of wrestlers get stuck in by accident doing this. They don't mean so to easy do to do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this was a good promo. I think MJF versus Billy Gunn's going to be a fun match. Oh my God. Yeah. It's going to be great because Billy, I told you, he's, he's considered by mostly every wrestler I've ever worked with as the greatest all-time bump and feeder for a comeback in the history of wrestling. Um, I'm telling you, line his stuff up next to Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode's, and he's still faster. He is so damn good, and he's way bigger than them. Um, the fact that the size disparity is going to be tough um, I'm hoping Billy's able to get vertical quickly in this match and, and, and uh, MJF look like a beast. Uh, you know what I mean? This is a good opportunity for MJF to take the next step. You know, I know Billy hasn't been on TV an awful lot, but he's still a Hall of Famer. He's still Billy friggin' gun. Oh, absolutely. And, um, 
you know what I mean? And I, and I, I think it's a good step for uh, MJF, actually. I'm happy they're doing this for him. His stock rose greatly from the Tough Enough experience. Like, I always thought he was a, an inter- entertaining wrestler, but seeing a little more of him as a person and trainer on Tough Enough is really what made me a huge fan of his. He's so passionate. He was like yeah. that on the road with all of us all the time. He's very passionate about uh, working with younger talents always. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of talents today that are that are breaking through that will you know uh, uh, the biggest one that comes to mind Baron Corbin you know Billy Gunn was huge and Baron Corbin uh, coming from the NFL learning learning the pro wrestling ways and you know Billy that that is one thing you know, it mentioned, Matt mentioned about size disparity it's un- like you know w- when Billy was in his prime so like Attitude Era it was a bigger man's business and so Billy while he's like a legit six five he kind of was like in the middle ground. He, he wasn't, you didn't look at him as like a big man. You had so many other actual bigger guys going, you know, that are, that were around and AEW, especially like even, even Wardlow, like, you know, Wardlow, they're, they're building as the muscle for MJF and Wardlow is built, but Wardlow is not six, five legitimately. So that's my only concern here is like MJF's not, I don't think MJ, I mean, maybe MJF, maybe six foot, but like, that's my only thing here is that Billy is, yeah. is actually just so big, dude. He's closer to six six. I always tell him, like, dude, why don't you say you're six six? You're definitely <laughs> six foot six. Yeah. In our pictures, he's like right up to here somehow. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're not six five. And he's every bit of two eighty full of muscle. Yeah. Like none there's not an ounce of fat on his body. Like, yeah, he's gonna make Warlow look tiny. Yeah. That, be careful of that. That's my concern, is that they're gonna put the you know, it's one thing when what's one thing when, when Billy's on the other side of the guardrail and he's being portrayed as one of the you know the fans cheering this on. But when he's going to be in wrestling boots and tights in the ring, eye to eye or eye looking down, it's it, that's I, so I, yeah. I hope that they are. I hope that they're, you know, um, aware of that when they do whatever they do next week. But what's good is what what, what they're doing. What what they're gonna? I guarantee you, they do. <clears throat> excuse me for the heat spot. Is they're definitely gonna use Wardlow. Um, and it's going to make him look like a beast because he's going to be standing down on the ground. Billy's going to be in the ring. It's going to be something where he jumps up on the apron as Billy's hitting the rope or something like that where he hits him or causes the distraction quick enough for MJF to take his head off when he turns back around. But it'll be a very quick-looking thing. So because of it, when Billy's on the ground, in my opinion, it makes Wardlow look even tougher. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, he's not going to be standing there eye to eye and then just punch him in his face and then Billy's going to fall. Um, it's going to be where they cheat to do so, but it won't make Wardlow look small. I don't think they'll do the eye to eye thing. If they do that, that's a mistake in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, oh. I agree. I agree. I could see Wardlow taking out both of like, the... like WWE did with me on my night one. They introduced me and Nathan Jones. Who are these two beasts next to Paul Heyman? One and a half minute later, after him just telling everybody who just met me, for, you know, on national TV for the first time, Paul Heyman just said, "He's our new draft pick here on SmackDown." I outscooped you both, Eric Bischoff and Stone Cold, and just like Brock, he compared me to Brock Lesnar, uh-huh. right? A minute and a half later, Brock's music plays, and it comes out with Big Show. They get in the ring, Big Show and me like go eye to eye, and I'm like in my head going, "What the freak are we doing here? Why would you do this?" If only Marco Stunt had been available then to, to show a good contrast in size to Matt Morgan. Bobby oh, Burns, yeah. Buck 99, has dropped a 50 spot to Matt's campaign. Good luck. Holy 
mackerel. Thank you, Bobby Burns. Yes, uh, Brian. Wait, how do I get? How do I get, educate uh, me? Because I haven't been here for a week. How do? How do I? How do we, Matt? How are we uh, contributing to your campaign? Read this. Read, read the screen. Text the word blueprint to two two five two five, and you'll get back a secure donation link where okay. you can go and give uh, the amount of your choosing to Matt Morgan's campaign. Thank you. All right, I'm Seriously, right guys, now. times are really tough right now. I hate asking people; it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Two two five two five. Yes. Yes. And Matt Morgan made this clear off the air, Matt. I hope we can say this on the air, but uh, this will not impact your hosting of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Don't think that by getting Matt Morgan elected, you're getting him off this podcast. No, I'll always do this podcast forever. Absolutely. Yes. Um, So, oh, uh, Brian Berry has an NXT question, Buck 99. Is it too soon for Cross versus Cole? And does Cross go over? I think... I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later with Cross being the champion. I agree. I sorry, I agree, and I did not see this coming when they first signed him. I thought again, he's a TNA talent. They're going to be weirded out by it. He's going to have to prove himself in practice, show they have no attitude, pay his dues, brother, learn the WWE way, as they like to say, <laughs> and then a year later, finally realize what a star he is. In fact, they came out the floodgates like this with him. Yeah, man. I think he beats Adam Cole and becomes champion. I agree. I'm more excited about him than uh, most NXT debuts. <laughs> I think they're really doing it the right way with Cross. They are, and he's the whole package. I love his his package, how he's put out there and presented. Love his yeah. manager. Love that there's a relationship with him. You know what I mean? Together. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's a, it's a home run so far. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Zyler Spree. I think I said they're at Buck 99 saying off topic. Where's oh. Mercedes Martinez on NXT? Has I don't know. Yeah. She's awesome. I've always been a fan of hers. I, I don't get it either. Yeah. Okay. To support the Matt Morgan donation, that was insanely easy. I just did that in less than a minute. So that's awesome. Wow. That's a, that's a good system. Thank you, you Justin. Thank you, Justin. That's a great system awesome. you have there. Yeah. Man, I was getting flashbacks when I saw the payment processor you were using. I was like, oh, I was thinking about the campaign that I ran two years ago, having to set all that up. Can't believe it was already two years ago. That was 18, I know. huh? Yeah, it goes Good so uh, uh, Ahmed Al-Yafai uh, is asking, I don't think they can donate internationally, right? I think you have to be no. in the U.S. Yes, but thank you. Uh Tyler H uh, with the super chat five dollars saying I don't agree with you politically, but I'm going to donate because you seem like a good dude. So thank you, you very much. Seriously, thank you. Uh, seriously, you guys are awesome. Um, yeah. So back to AEW tonight. We had Sammy Guevara versus Colt Cabana tonight. Sammy picking up a pretty easy win, and then the Dark Order all together at once: Evil Uno, Grayson, Brody Lee. Uh, Brody coming and picking up a defeated Colt Cabana. So the storyline continues. So they're really feeling Colt Cabana in AEW now, huh? Yeah. Like a- yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, ha- you know, I'm happy to see, even a Colt lost, but he's a, he's in a story here. Like I'm happy to see this guy's getting the national TV exposure. He is not only is he like funny and creative, but like he, he's got natural athleticism and he showed some of that in the spots yes. in the match. Dude, so I'm happy to see his this. Stuff is original. His stuff is yeah. so original too. The stuff he does. The count- a lot of. Well, go ahead. No, I was just say like, yeah, the counters and some of the, the reversals and some of the things, the way that he gets into sequences is is I've never seen before. 
it's its own genre of pro wrestling like that they did years ago i believe in england uh for their comedy style of wrestling they used to have they still have what they had back in the day as well i forget his inspiration but he gets a lot of it from that and he implements it in his offense and it makes him so original looking to me and you're right he is athletic he's a former football player people yeah. forget that about cole cabana they think he's I- just like a jokester but He's a very good, serious wrestler, too. I think JR actually mentioned in the commentary that he played football at Western Michigan. Does that sound right? Hmm. Yes. That's not an easy school to go to and get no. to play football. No. But I like that he's, I mean, Colt Cabana is a great example of somebody who I think realized where their career was at and said, okay, I'm not going to be one of, you know, X, Y, or Z guys. I have to make my own way and do something that's really different and unique. Yeah, and they tried that when W with Scotty Go Scotty Goldman, yeah, yeah, in WWE, and I felt terrible for him. You know, I had like flashbacks of my own stuttering character. This is <laughs> he was so. They tried to do the comedy stuff with him, but they really didn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like they had him do. Remember when they had him do like a side bar promo, like his uh, in-screen promo during a wrestling match before his match started, and it was him pre-taped going, hey, I'm in a box. How am I in the screen right now? And in the ring at the same time. Like, <laughs> it, it, he, tried, he tried to make it work and try to make it funny. It was funny. I popped. But they didn't do anything after that with it, and it's a shame. Um, he was good. He, he was good there, and he deserved a better opportunity. So, yeah, I agree, you guys. He's getting a national yes. spotlight on him. Happy for him. It was like Vince McMahon was flipping channels and caught the first 30 seconds of Seinfeld. I was like, I've got an idea. I know where we're going to go with this. <laughs> well, I mean, and look, what, what you know, again, and happy for Colt, let's not ignore a big thing than his career, which was a couple of, like, I mean, we had a coverage on in a wrestling like two years ago. I mean, the, the lawsuit with he and CM Punk, a guy he used to be friends with. Oh, yeah. And so things go bad. So now it's like, you know, CM Punk, who's, you know, uh, not in pro wrestling, but he's still like dubbed as like the biggest pro wrestling free agent. You're waiting for him to resurface. I know myself, many of us thought that he was going to come to AEW. That seemed like the perfect kind of thing, right? You know, the, the, the promotion against Vince. That didn't happen. So, like, uh, I, I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is, is I, I guess I, I always kind of worried that, like, Colt, that, that Colt would kind of get blackballed or pushed out of being in, in some place in fear of, like, oh, we're trying to get Punk to sign to be our big oh. slam. So I'm glad that whatever's happened that Colt has been given a chance by AW and he's getting to run with it, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Cause they were best friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. can you imagine that not getting an opportunity? We're not saying this is true. We're just hyper. This is hyperbole here. Um, but like, imagine that your best friend since you were a kid and, uh, you get into pro wrestling together, you live in your childhood dreams out together. Right. And then eventually it gets so bad that at one point you don't get work. Because they like your friend better than you, and they don't want to mess up the opportunity to sign it by signing you. Like, could you imagine yeah. that? Or, or, or do I oh mean again? I, look at Colt's perspective here. You know, P- Punk had his you know famous crazy departure from WWE in 2014, and then and the, and like the the winter spring of 2014, and then <coughs> Thanksgiving later that year in November, Colt lets his best friend break his silence on his podcast, and Punk does that famous podcast. Where he just lets loose on mainly on WWE Medical, which is what brought the lawsuit on, and then because of that, your friend, if you're Colt, your friend in Punk is now taking you to court 
you know, like, and then you got millions of dollars. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's mind blowing, Matt, it, it's, uh, to, to, to just the timeline of things. Um, so again, the point being happy for Colt. And uh, I saw somebody on Twitter. I wish I remembered who I saw. So I can't, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say I came up with this, but I saw somebody on Twitter with Colt Cabana and this whole dark order. Somebody spelled it C U L T, Colt Cabana, as if this oh, dark yeah, order Colt. So, I like that. It's kind of clever. This is clever. Um, and then we'll talk about the second half in a second. But Anthony, why well, paid a buck ninety nine? Anthony could have said this for free. He donated thirty five instead of twenty to your campaign, Matt. So thank you, Anthony. Jeez, Anthony, thank you so much. Seriously, that's that's awesome. And you paid money just to even say that. Wow, thank you. <laughs> and Raj Geary's just sitting there. Raj, a little like, bit oh, I've got it all dialed. Raj. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the second half of this, Sammy Guevara gets on the mic to gloat, and out comes Matt Hardy. And uh, we saw a gimmick change in the middle of this, starting with Matt Fax and then going into broken Matt Hardy. Um, what did you think of this, Matt? I know it gets a lot of crap and saying, like, it's, 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 it's hokey, right? Again, I pop for anybody that tries to do something different. Sometimes it hits with me. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I have no problem with him doing this. You know, it's new. He's toward the end of his career, and he's still this passionate that he's willing to really put all that creativity into this. So I, 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 I gotta, we got to continue to encourage wrestlers to think outside the box like this, in my opinion. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they... AEW and Matt are being consistent. They obviously are committed to him doing this. Uh, I, I always dub it, and I dub it as respect. And I call it like a three faces of Foley. They're letting Matt be yeah. these multiple personalities. Uh, I know Matt has wanted to do this matter, Matt, or a fact, kind of a, a new take on the Matt facts that, that, that was famous on his heel run yeah. as a single star. Yeah, I mean, they're doing it. Look, if, you, if, you're, if you're an AEW fan who doesn't like this, all I can say, and that's your opinion, you don't have to like it, but all I can say is this is the epitome of what AEW is trying to be built on, which is creative freedom to the talent, not micromanage, not having uh, 10 writers to go through before you get to Vince. I mean, so the fact they're letting Matt come in and do stuff like this is a little off the wall. This is what is the selling point to talent in AEW is that they get to have some freedom. So that's all I can say to people who don't like this. Hmm. Fair. There you go, and there you are. Um. So, oh, the Joey Janela vignette. So he was talking about how he came to AEW to become a star. He faded into darkness after his match with John Moxley, and then Sunny Kiss pulled up in a car, told him to get in, and we got to be continued. Who? Wait, was that Moxley who said? Well, he was saying since his match with Moxley uh, after the match, Joey Janela uh, faded Joey. after that. Yes. So Joey and Sonny. I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested to see where this goes for sure. Yeah, it seems like a hint of repackaging. And uh, Joey had a lot of success in the Indies. Power to him as Joey Janela Spring Break got a lot of buzz when he do it every couple years for every few years there with Mania. But like, let's. I'm just gonna say it. Joey Janela, when you put him in line with some of the other talents that AEW grabbed, he's a guy who's five foot eight, who's not in the greatest shape. He's a daredevil. He's kind of crazy. So okay, good for you. But like. That's only going to take you so far, and so again, I I'm I'm I like the fact so when, that okay. they're committing to so some kind of say, repackaging, which we hope they do. But by the same token, when we say that, 
we're putting pressure on someone like that that you know is going to not maybe hear our podcast, but hear other fans say things like that. And they're going to think they need to go out in the ring and do even more dangerous stuff instead of putting their mind in the creative department and thinking of a different character or something like that. And I hope that's what Joey's doing here. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, because, that, that, that's a great that's a great point, man. And that's what I'm saying. I like that. Like that was a teaser to like, okay, we're gonna get some character depth. We're gonna help reshape the image of what the bad boy Joey Janelle is, so that way he doesn't have to rely on going and jumping off something. We higher. don't know that though. We don't know that. We, we hope don't. That's but what I, that is. I but I hope that, that that's what that looked like, and that's good. Could yeah. you imagine? But yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna say you're Joey Janela. You come into a company. Yeah. I'm Mr. Extreme. I do all this crazy stuff. And then you're on the roster with Darby Allen. And it's like, I really got to reset. <laughs> yeah. Like, because I can't top yeah. this guy. God. And what's, um, oh God, what's um, the guy from uh, uh, England that's there? Um, the Back. Marilyn Manson gimmick. Oh, uh... oh uh, Jimmy Havoc. I like him now. But like, he's another example of that type of, uh, you know, death wrestler, right? You know, they do this crazy <laughs> stuff. These crazy almost kill themselves. <laughs> wrestling things right <laughs> they do this crazy dangerous stuff out there uh, here's the thing i think even though i don't want to see him have to rely on that stuff joey joey does it really well and he's entertaining when he does it versus a jimmy havoc and versus a darby allen go back when he first got there those, those were his most exciting matches so far yeah. joey joey janela watches darby allen jump out of the hotel into the pool and joey's like all right he jumps out of the two stories higher the pool's the pool's empty or something i don't know like, yeah you know i like jimmy havoc's new look by the way i like him wrestling in that white suit yeah i like that with the blood on it that was pretty cool i mean there's a lot to like yeah. about this even the women's match tonight i know we didn't give a lot of time to it but i think it showed some promise i mean chris and nyla i feel like there's AEW isn't doing a lot wrong right now. I think that Fighter Fest, I mean, right, it's all in how it culminates. But even tonight, uh, we haven't seen a lot of Sunny Kiss on AEW TV. No. Um, but I think no. Sunny could be his absolute superstar if given more TV time. Oh, oh there he is. Oh. Yeah, now we got you. All right, sorry, I just got a phone call. Um, listen, um. Uh, they and when they do do Sunny Kiss on TV, they need to give them that damn entrance they did in their first uh, with the cheerleaders. Time they were at Bailey's place. Do you do yeah. you remember that? It's great. Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. It made him look like a superstar. And uh, they need to do that again. Every time he comes out, they need to do that for him. It makes them feel like a bigger deal. Mm -hmm. But what sums up their women's division, and I don't know if we've got to it yet or if we skipped <clears> over it, but the most over thing that AEW does every week right now is Britt Baker's recovery oh, yeah. right. recovery training videos that are ridiculous and she's the most over thing right now and she's unable to compete so that's really good and really bad in its own ways just put that out there um so in addition to that brit promo tonight we also had john moxley who uh got into it with taz and then attacked from behind by brian cage um, and them fighting, uh, smashing into a car. Like, uh, there was some good stuff here. Um, does it make you more excited for Cage versus Moxley at Fighter Fest, Matt? It, it, it does. I'm just worried what they're going to do with Brian Cage here. I, he is an animal, an animal. They need, by the way, why are they not calling him the Wolverine? Well, you know true. what I mean? The, with his sideburns, he looks like real life 
you know, living, breathing Wolverine in real life. More but than Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the match. I'm just very worried that they have him lose. He better not lose it, but he's he's gonna he's ready to be champion either so i don't know what he he's gonna lose matt and i get your worry he's gonna lose and i enjoy taz in this role and i have said i think i said on this podcast before like you know taz kind of like passing on that famous like you know beat you beat you if you can survive if he lets you you know for brian cage like i think cage is gonna lose and like i don't know i don't know if cage can really talk Hence, why they have Taz with him. So oh, once he loses to Moxley, like yeah, but once he loses to Moxley, okay, well then, okay, what do you have for me next? You know what I mean? Like, why does he have? Wait, time out. Why? Do, why does he have to talk though? Like, well, is, we want managers. This is a good. He's a good promo for him. I feel. No, Taz. No, no. Taz is a really good promo for Cage. But okay, this just started. Taz and Cage just that union's brand new. Cage right. is you know he you know Cage um, at the last pay per view. He comes in, he's the ninth guy, whatever, looks dominant. But then he comes out and just loses to Mox. It's like, okay, what do you have for me next? Like, it's so just like that's why I don't feel he's gonna lose. It's not, I don't think you think Brian Cage is gonna become the new champion. No, I think there'll be a DQ, something will be where he's protected. Now, mind you, eight uh, and somebody in the chat room, correct me here. AEW, I don't think has done like a unresolved DQ finish, they've had a Sometimes to the sometimes to their detriment and to the ref's detriment, they've made sure they've had a winner and loser no matter what. Which is so. great. So now when there's a DQ, we're not annoyed as much with it because right. you know Fair. They shouldn't have booked themselves they shouldn't have booked themselves into this corner to begin with, if I'm being honest. It's the same with Brody Lee though. Brody comes yeah. in and you that quickly put him into a title match and then have him I mean, granted the match was was very good, but like I don't know. Same with Murderhawk. Same with Murderhawk. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Justin Lopez, $2, says, I think we're getting MJF and Mox it all out. I'd be in favor of that. Hell yeah. Um, So the main event tonight was Cody versus Mark Quinn from Private Party. And um, yeah, this was like friendly but competitive i mean some good moves some good spots i mean i think we knew cody was winning i love that flip into the submission uh when he uh did the flip and then cody turned it into the submission finisher on this um but after this i mean this really set up jake hager um strolling out staring at cody and uh setting something up uh hager versus cody at fighter fest but what do you think of the match matt Come oh, back Justin. to me. Oh, Justin, what'd you think of the match? Did they? Uh, the match was good. This was a, a good showing of offense for a talent who's normally in a tag team. So it was good singles offense. Um, excuse me. There was a uh, there was a sequence that Jr. again pointed out where like Mark like with his his boot like flipped Cody back over and then transitioned into a, a moonsault. I'd never really seen that. So uh, yeah, the match was good. Um, you know, like, okay, so that's, this is kind of the theme. Like, Cody's going to, like, defend it every week and a new challenger. So, like, I'll be curious to see if they if this if this holds up. If if Cody in the main event and matches where you don't really think he's going to lose, if that holds up just because it's going to be good in-ring action. So I'll be watching the numbers each week. Did they? You said Hager and him at Fighter Fest. Did they say that, or is Hager the next challenger for next week? Is Cody supposed to, to defend it every week? No, uh, so 
Cody got on the mic, asked Hager if he wants a shot at fighter, uh, a title shot at Fighter Fest. Hager nodded, uh, and Cody okay. said, "You got it." So okay, so maybe next week, maybe they do the four on four. Maybe they do Cody because he had Cody, Private Party, and Hardy, and then Hager had Inner Circle guys. So, okay, so maybe that's how they buy it some time. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I don't know. It, 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 it was a good match uh, again. Private Party guy Mark got to Mark Quinn got to uh, show off some offense, so not bad. But again, as I said earlier, and we'll get to, I think side by side NXT trumped them on this finish. Huh? Do you think Cody beats Hager? The Fighter yes. Fest match? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay, so before we get into NXT, DJ Brian C five dollars says Raj should donate all the super chats that say they donated to Matt's campaign to him as well. Okay, that's yeah. Brian. Okay, one YouTube takes like thirty percent off top of the super chats. Number one, and then Raj got. If you want to donate to Matt's campaign, and we're encouraging you to donate to Matt's campaign, please by all means text blueprint two two five two five. And guys, I just did it literally while while we were live on the air, and you guys could see me. I literally texted that number blueprint, an immediate response came. You click a link, and then I could use either my credit card or PayPal, whatever. I chose PayPal. Like I did it within less than a minute. I did not even miss my cue from Glenn to respond to a topic. That's how fast I did it, and I put in my custom Thank amount. You. It's Thank super you. simple. And let me tell you, you think Super Chats and funding Raj's Tesla is cool. You think buying wrestling merch is cool. When you're donating <laughs> to Matt's campaign, you're buying political influence and power. You're pulling the strings. You're the guy behind the guy. No, you're not. I want to go. Long, I want to go. I want to go to Longwood and know that I'm that, that, I'm, that I I'm, made this happen, Seminole exactly. County. I want to walk with a big stick that Matt Morgan has. No, you want no. None of that's true. You want to do it because you know what kind of human being I am. You know what kind of leader I am, whether you yes. live here or not. Yeah, and you know what kind of leader is not being holier than thou, but what kind of leaders we need in the real world. And that's non-career politicians that believe you get in, you get out. You don't make a career of it. You hit the ground as hard as you can, representing you, the people. Mm-hmm. You be their megaphone, you be their backbone, you be their conduit. Not what I think is best, but what you all think is best. And um, that's the type of leaders we need all across the board on every level. And I think you get in for one four-year term, maybe two full, uh, two four-year terms, and then you keep it moving. Groom somebody yeah. else to come take the mantle where you left off. The minute you do more than that, you are a career politician, and we don't like them. It's true. I got to say, Matt, I mean, we see all this time uh, with this podcast. I mean, we see what Matt does there. I mean, Matt, whatever they're paying you to be the mayor of Longwood is not enough. I mean, this is not a job. This is like a life's calling and an obligation. I mean, you're on 24-7, yeah. and I think that uh, yeah, I just so have so much respect and admiration for you wanting to take on uh, being a county commissioner you, because it's so you, much more responsibility. You, Brother, you see, you see, I'm not just saying this. You see the, you make like $900 change a month being the mayor of the city of Longwood. You don't do it because of that. You do yeah. it because you, like you said, my, I swear to God, I'm not just saying this to sound cheesy. The payoff always is when one of the residents are like, holy crap, I can't believe, first of all, you actually called me back. Uh, <laughs> two, thank you for helping me. I swear to you, that gives me goosebumps. I usually tell my wife about it. And it's the biggest payoff you can ever get. It really, really is. It makes you feel good. Yeah. No, I have so much respect and admiration. Of course, I'm just giving a, making a little jokes about influence and power. Matt told me already I can't get a parkway named after me. I tried. I angled for it. But no, that's not what it's about. Uh, anyhow, we'll talk Where'd about Justin and, go? Where did Justin go? I don't know. Just, just, just gets up and walks off in the middle of this podcast. 
Should we make fun of the fact that he has a championship belt in the background? Well, and he's we the champion he of his house, Matt. You know. Do, do we think he wears it? And the random Rusev Day picture, that's kind of in the background, but not. What's Maybe. Well, it is it is Rusev Day. I mean, it's Rusev Day every day. <laughs> <sighs> so. Oh, AEW. Oh, AEW. So, <laughs> Terry Allen has a question, Matt, and I don't think uh, this is a secret at all because you're on the ballot. You had to register with the party. Yeah, well, you can yeah, look it up. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, you're on the ballot. You had to register with the party to file your nomination for commissioner, didn't you? Yes, I'm in the upcoming August Republican primary against yeah. a 16-year incumbent, yeah. Yeah. I think anyone that knows Matt and has seen him talk, uh, he definitely – I think you're a pretty independent <clears throat> thinker. I think, uh, you know, I know we've definitely debated a lot of issues on this. And, uh, yeah, I said I donated to Matt. I think Matt's uh, the first person ever with that affiliation that I've ever made a donation to. It's because I think he's smart as hell. He's sharp, and I know that he cares a lot about his city and his county. So that's what matters to me more than anything else. Um, so to NXT tonight, which happened at Full Sail, we had a pretty good recap of NXT TakeOver in your house. And start with a promo from the Undisputed Era, NXT champion Adam Cole there with Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. Um, where's the fourth one? What happened to the fourth one in Undisputed Era? That's Who are awesome. we forgetting? You call, them, you call them the fourth one, but that's the point. You're so right, Glenn. <laughs> They're all the same, they feel. They do. Yes. I'm correct for saying that. There's nothing wrong with that. I agree with that. Um, I have no idea where he was. I didn't, and I didn't think I cared either, because I was watching yeah. AEW. FDR was in the ring. Yeah, I was kind of bored during this promo, and I know I'm not like an undisputed era mark. I'm not a huge Adam Cole fan, but I thought that compared this to FTR starting off on AEW, like this was tough. Um, I like that they yeah. set up something with Dexter Loomis. I'm surprised they did it this the the same night and had it as the main event. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, th this was okay. I actually popped more when we went into the uh the women uh the intergender uh mixed tag match after this keith lee and mia yim versus johnny gargano and candice LeRae. like I'm telling you I, there's something go ahead go ahead Sorry. No, I thought that was a more of a show of strength of counter programming but undisputed era out there i don't know it just didn't do it for me i know and there's something going on with this uh intergender tag team stuff i think they got it finally because they've tried it in the past it didn't work they made a joke of it on facebook but now that we know a lot of these wrestlers that are either married to each other or dating and they're serious or whatever, you know, not to be like, you know, all drama and stuff, but like it adds to it to me. For me, it does. Because I, I'm just trying to imagine what would it be like to share a ring with my wife. Do you know what I mean? Like that would be the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. So people are pointing out Kyle O'Reilly. And this is not a knock on Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly is a high risk group because he has diabetes. So he's not there. But no, it's not a knock on Kyle O'Reilly. I think it's a knock on Undisputed Era. That it's like you've got three out of four. He's oh, wait, time out. He's diabetic. I never knew that. I believe so. That's what the chat is saying why he's been missing tables. Oh, yeah, wow. Damn. And absolutely and understand. And to be fair, his work stands out differently because of like all the cool submissions he goes into. But um, <clears throat> but the other, I would argue, Fish, and who's the guy who does all the backbreakers? Roddy. Um, Roddy, Roddy. Roddy. To me, are very interchangeable. I I couldn't tell you the difference between the two of them. Um, you know, but O'Reilly, I like a little bit. 
Um, so we had this promo set up with uh, Dexter Loomis in the main event. Keith Lee and Mia Yim versus Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Pretty lengthy match. Uh, Gargano and LeRae picking up the win. Um, I thought this was really good counter-programming against uh, FTR on AEW. Um, I think it was different. Different enough that it probably drew some eyeballs away. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Liked it. And uh, we had a big build-up uh, tonight for Cameron Grimes versus Finn Balor happening. Uh, we saw how Finn defeated Damian Priest to take over in your house on Sunday. We saw the post-show interview. What was Cameron Grimes doing tonight? He sounded like a mix between uh, Heath Slater and uh, Boomhauer from King of the Hill with uh, the Cameron Grimes promos we got tonight in that accent. That's pretty good that you called out Boomhauer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think they're still figuring out this character he's figuring out. I mean, Cameron Grimes is a, you know, it's it's a bit of a departure from what um, Matt, well, uh, Trevor Lee, is that who he was? You worked him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're still figuring it out, but I will say this, that match with Finn tonight, uh, that was the most interesting Cameron Grimes to me has been in NXT. This was hard hitting, um, you know, felt like he was going to get a, a, a win here um, against Finn. So, I mean, I think they're moving in the right direction, but yeah, but to the point, <laughs> Glenn, to the promo, I think they're still trying to like figure yeah. out what his voice is. It was very all over the place tonight. Um, I don't know. I and mean, we'll talk about the match, but uh, we saw the congratulations to NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai and her win at TakeOver. Uh, then we had Inda Shear versus Mikey Debray and Mike Reed. Um, Inda Shear picking up an easy win here. See, I feel with Inda Shear, they're spending so much time focusing on Malcolm Bivens, okay. and this is a guy that's had huge amounts of hype. Of course, he was Stokely Hathaway on the Indies. Um, I think it's very interesting that they're focusing on him almost more than Inda Shear, I mean, on the commentary. I don't know. Yeah, they did. I mean, but to be fair, this tag team, uh, I don't, and I'm guessing it was maybe some, maybe a result of the the pandemic situation they were just starting to push them pandemic happened and we didn't see anything of them so i'm not sure i'm not sure what's going on there but yeah but i, I do agree they put a lot they, they they really put over um malcolm uh, yeah they really put over the manager uh, in the short time because and i don't think they're trying to do a robert stone brand no. although they did say malcolm bilvin's enterprises <laughs> Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, well, uh, they answered my fan letters finally that I've been writing because we saw a video package on number one contenders, Brazongo, a little bit of a retrospective uh, tonight and setting up their championship match against Imperium for the NXT tag titles. So that's going to happen next week. Um, you know, I don't think Brazongo is going to win, but I would be very happy if they did. I think uh, it's, a, it's a real shame that... Uh, that Tyler Breeze especially has never held a title in NXT. Me too. Um, and I mean, honestly, Imperium without Valter, like... Suck. Yeah. They're boring. It's like, uh, guys, I don't know if you know this, uh, Scott Weiland, may he rest in peace, but Stone Temple Pilots is still touring. Like, it ain't, it ain't STP without Scott Weiland. I feel kind of the same way no, about Imperium without Valter. Yes. Yeah. 
so who knows? Maybe something could change uh, with that match. We got the look at Karrion Cross defeating Tommaso Ciampa at TakeOver. We also saw post-show of a man trying to get, of uh, the cameraman trying to get a word with Ciampa <clears throat> as he just silently walked to his car and left. Um, Rhea Ripley was backstage speaking with Mackenzie about Io Shirai. Robert Stone walked up looking disheveled. He's still on that bender from uh, TakeOver this weekend, uh, trying to sign Rhea Ripley to the Robert Stone brand, and she ended up uh, punching him. <laughs> <laughs> punching him in the gut. Slamming him onto a table. Um, I thought this was actually great for Rhea uh, to have her look mean and not just like, you know, a fan uh, who's so excited for the opportunity the way they played her in that Charlotte build to WrestleMania. Nope. Now. Sorry. What's that, Matt? Can you hear me? Now we can hear you, yes. You can't. I'm so sorry. My old headphones just battery died so the fans are going to be so angry with these terrible headphones i apologize uh t smitty 3000 saying do you believe Rhea started to lose steam when bianca got hot bianca looked more like a star when they in segments with charlotte i wouldn't blame it on bianca i really blame it on that for that wrestlemania promo was bad the promos they gave Rhea were bad after she got the title like well and just the overall commitment i mean like Rhea, I don't know if I don't know if Rhea's won a TV match since prior to Mania, you know. So uh, I don't really blame it on any other talent, but um, but but back to the thing real quick with with her and Robert Stone, I, I'm actually glad for for you know I got worried when um, when Chelsea abruptly separated from the Robert Stone brand, and then it looks like Chelsea's going to be maybe going to Raw or SmackDown. I got worried for Robbie of like, oh no, I hope they're not. Like just giving up on him, and 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 then he's one of the talents in the crowd during Raw and SmackDown, you know, having to clap. So I'm glad that I'm seeing him on TV these last couple weeks, and like it feels like they're they're still committing to him on NXT that they got a plan for him, even though know, even though Chelsea's been taken away taken away from him. I'm glad they're still doing something with him. Uh, I enjoyed that promo video Matt Morgan posted about Robert Stone on his Twitter. Thought that was good. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so what else happened? Oh, Cameron Grimes versus Finn Balor tonight. Lengthy match, but Finn Balor getting the win. I mean, listen, yeah, he shouldn't have won. It was predictable that he was going to win because he just lost. But this is where they get themselves in trouble with 50 50 booking. This was another opportunity to get another younger star. I can't believe saying that because Finn's still somewhat, I consider young. Um, another star, a huge rub and with a win tonight, though. I, I thought they, I don't think Finn should have won. Well, I agree. I mean, Finn Balor did win at In Your House over Damian Priest, but that's even more so. So it's like he went over on Priest. He went over tonight on Cameron oh, Grimes. That's right. I thought Priest won. You're right. And Gr- but Grimes did beat Finn a few weeks ago, so this is the fifty-fifty booking. He did. But here's yeah. the thing: I think Finn's being built up to lose to Karrion Cross. Well, okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But, but with Cross, with Cross, we got teaser at the end of the show what we're going to see with him. I, I think Finn. I don't know what Finn's contract status is. And by the way, Matt, just just for the fact checks, I know it'll happen here. Yeah. Uh, next month, Finn's going to be thirty-nine years old. Yeah, so, how long has he been in WWE? Uh, five years, right? But but his highest moment was also his worst. 
he the same night that he wins the inaugural universal title, he gets injured and is out for another year, vacates the next day. Like, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I think Finn's best days are in WWE oh, behind him. Behind him, which yeah. which is, I don't think that's. I still don't think they they screwed him over. In my opinion, should have stuck with the demon. Right, the Finn and like they found a nice balance between sweater vest Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, but uh, but Finn Balor and the and the, and the demon. The demon was the only time that he would win and do anything interesting. Otherwise, it was Finn was just the guy that just lost. It, it, you know, it just and then even then, who was always playing around with a sweet leather coat. <laughs> yeah, he'd always do the. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, cool rider. Th- uh, cool rider. Finn had nothing on Demon Finn. That was the problem. <laughs> Good grief, sir. Yes. Um. So. So. This match, though, tonight, I mean, it was a good match. But, yeah, I thought Grimes could have used a win. I don't know. They've clearly got a plan for Finn. I don't know what it is. I'm thinking it has something to do with Cross, but I might be surprised. Uh, but, how, but, double- but why Cross? Based, again, based upon what we're going to end this show with, why would you think he and Cross? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I mean, unless they're doing – I mean, or maybe it's just as an option. But, okay, who does Finn face after this? Like, what's Finn's, Finn's arc? Not gonna, yeah, he's not going to be the champion there. No. It's this. It's it's what you do when you when John Cena was there. Like I would go over on like Rhino, or wrestle Benoit to like a draw, but then leave him laying. All right, just to get to John Cena and do the job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it's kind of this. I don't know. I think they're doing the same thing with Finn. Like he is not going to be the champion, is what I'm saying. He's not going to be the guy there. Correct. I mean. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Leonzo Duncan, is it just me? But the plexiglass works better in NXT than Raw and SmackDown. It just feels more natural and fits better. I think that's product of being at full sale, right? And, and plus, it's their own. That's their yeah. own they're cheering for. It's way different. Yeah. yeah. Let's see how that plexiglass does when they go back to touring and they're going to ask somebody to pay 500 bucks for front row to look through some plexiglass. Let's see mm. if that happens. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Hang, $10. Saying a serious question. We have Macho Raj, NWO Raj, Country Club Raj, correct? <laughs> They're a million-dollar Raj once the donations start coming in. Like a picture in the music in the background, and he does the laugh. I think he may be onto something. I think we got to get a ring camera in, in Raj's house to bear witness to his little money dance I know he does every time he gets a super chat <laughs> from you that you just contributed towards. Okay, so Caden uh, is saying that Finn is coming for the North American title and Keith Lee. The only, the only, he, he won't win it, but okay. The only way he wins it is if Vince is ringing Triple H's office saying, I want Keith Lee. That's the only way that he wins it. Yes, and Dan SSFC, same thing. Finn called out Keith Lee after the match very briefly yes. to the camera. Who cares? He's not going to beat him. Yes. Um. So, what else do we got? Um, I'm next trying to match. find. I know next match. Yes, next match. Morgan over here. Uh, yes. Dakota <laughs> Kai versus Casey Catanzo. Catanzaro. Pardon me. And the, um, and, the, and the only reason she still gets to keep her last name is because she was a American Ninja Warrior finalist. 
Otherwise, that name would be shortened. Uh, anyways, but I'm surprised they don't tell more of her story. I like Casey. She loses here. She loses here. But like, even in her entrance, how she like climbs up the ring post, like it's so different. You know, she's like she's athletic as all hell. Of course, she would be if you're going to be the, the a finalist in American Ninja Warrior. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, this is not shallow. This is a visual business. She looks. She's pretty. I don't know. Like she's she's got it. I I can only assume that like maybe she's still learning the X's O's and of, uh, of pro wrestling maybe because I'm I keep waiting. I'm like, why are they not doing more with her? Like why? Like didn't they, she quit briefly? Yes. I mean that was the word on that was the word on this in in the dirt sheets, Labar. I know she's I know she's dating uh, another superstar. Like I don't, but I but I mean so that, that kind of to me kind of says like she's like there like she's there like she's a little bit more like. She's part of the the family, so to speak. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, I think she's got a lot of uh, potential. I would love to see them develop her character more. Kai winning this though was absolutely good. Uh, uh, Gonzalez joined Kai in the ring after the match. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez came out there with her, and uh, Kai said she's coming for the NXT Women's Title. So that could end up being a really good match. It will be a really good match. Dakota Kai is like that fourth on that list you know what i mean at the top five for me she's so good yeah uh timothy thatcher cutting a promo talking mm-hmm. to wrestlers we can't see welcoming them to his training class uh <laughs> he's not british i think we confirmed that with the promo tonight yes he is not but uh so he says training is going to begin next week and then we had El Hijo Del Fantasma out there. Uh, Drake Maverick came out. They had a nice moment uh, after their match last week. Drake's still getting signed, even though Fantasma won the NXT interim cruiserweight title. But then two masked men came out to the ring, uh, attacked Drake Maverick. Fantasma joined in on this, and uh, the masked men revealed themselves to be Mendoza and Wild, who had been uh, abducted before. Now they're they're rolling with Fantasma, and Fantasma took his mask off and announced his new name, that he's Santos Escobar. I like this. I, I usually don't like it when they unmask a luchador, but I did like this. And I love the fact that, uh, um, uh, the, um, what's his name on NXT now? He's in, uh, Joaquin Wild. Joaquin yeah, Wild. Wild. DJZ. Yeah. Zima Ion, who I love to death. He has paid his dues for so many years. Kid was wrestling literally as a kid, as a teenager. Um, so dope in your area. Um, he's so darn impressive. I'm happy to see him get a break here. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, happy for 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 uh, Zima. Um, so I'm glad there's a payoff to this. You know, they kept doing this tease of these masked men. Yeah. Uh, sorry, so it's a nice twist that it's the guy. It was two guys that got abducted. Um, I don't know how I feel about the execution of El Hijo. Yeah, like like Matt, you know, you said the same thing somewhere. I don't know how I feel about the unmasking and then like just pronounces a new name, new gimmick. I, Which, something yeah. something about that just kind of. And Phantasma's a legacy. I mean, that's his family. Uh, his yeah. father was El Phantasma. His cousin is Phantasma Junior. Now, now, granted, he has performed as you know. He, uh, I think, probably other most notably, he was. Um, King Cuerno in Lucha Underground. So he's had other um, 
you know gimmicks that he's that he's done yeah yeah but like yeah but like 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 just said it's just it was weird to me i i I, something about that like something about that just didn't vibe to me that he took off a mask and just and just proclaims and not even on a mic he just spoke to the camera that he's now this new name i it kind of felt like a you know pardon my french it just felt like a shit on his legacy on the legacy that he had been doing i don't know the chat's pointing out that the Phantasma name goes with the mask, so I get that. But I do have to say, Santos Escobar feels like, like that's the most '90s WWE like Vince name. Yeah, it's very, it is generic. I'll say that. But I, there's a story in that he gave up his heritage, whatever you want to sure. call it, family, the legacy, yeah. generation, the legacy. Um, I think that's cool. I think it's very different because. No offense, I don't know much about that legacy. I don't. Yeah. Um, I just know it's a big deal when a luchador takes their own mask off. Absolutely. And so I hope there's something cool with it. Sorry. No, in fact, I mean, let me say, if Rey Mysterio at some point in his career, like, had a maskless alter ego, so he wrestled as Rey Mysterio, but then had, like, another character, I would have thought that was incredibly cool if you could pull that off. So I think it could be interesting. I just thought the reveal tonight, I don't know, like, I, I... the jury's out on how it's executed, but it was it was definitely a, a, a turn, you know. And uh, again, just cementing more life for Drake Maverick, who's now like a, you know, yeah, he's got he's got a, he's got a, a baby face run here. Uh, terrible yeah. Trey eighty nine two ninety nine super chat. Hope you guys are doing well tonight. Thank you so much, Trey. And Thanks, uh, speaking of alter egos, Brian Barry Buck ninety nine. Did they get rid of Demon Finn? I mean, Demon Finn's. Demon Finn's been gone for a long time. I'd kind of like to see him make yes. a comeback at this point. Yes. That's the only saving grace I feel is left to get maximum value out of him, which is ridiculous because he's so talented. They just got into his head too much, in my opinion, with them making him smile all the time in his dumb leather jacket. Um, Bernie DC agrees with Justin, says he wishes he'd done a promo explaining the abductions, then do the unmasking, explain the new beginning. You know we're gonna we're gonna have that. You think they're yeah. not gonna talk about that? Maybe they never do. Maybe it's just like they they will. They will. Um, I'd be surprised if they don't. If they don't, it's a missed opportunity. Then I'll agree with that comment. But I want to give it one more week, two more weeks at most. Um. So we had the undisputed era getting ready for the main event. Roderick Strong spooked about Dexter Loomis picked up a drawing to show. Uh, which which real quick, this was good. Yeah. Uh, check this out because like. This actually kind of gave you like the real like to me at least you know Roderick like everybody else leaves Roderick, <laughs> Roderick looks to the door and there lit perfectly is Dexter's eyes looking like the creeper who might be creeping outside your window stalking your house. This was actually and I'll get to more when we get to it. This was the first of a few like interesting hints they tried to drop about the Dexter Loomis character. You're yeah. really interested in it, Sampa. I am, pal. (laughs) It reminds him of all those true crime podcasts he listens to. Junkie, can't get enough of them. Watches Discovery ID all the time. Uh, So, oh, well, it was announced next week, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart are going to challenge the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, depending on who wins at Backlash this Sunday. Um, And then we have the main event, Adam Cole versus Dexter Loomis. So, Justin... Talk to us about why this match won you over so much. Yes. Well, well match was good. Adam Cole's a stud. Um, you know, Dexter Loomis. I, I know Matt will 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 choke and laugh at me. The only I don't know any any other comparison, but like Beth Phoenix did it. 
they try to keep putting over how nobody moves like Dexter moves in XT. He's so slow and methodical and like scary. I, I can only say they were trying to like sell him as like a light undertaker, the way that he moved and his eye contact and he's creeping on people outside of windows earlier in the promos. Um, so it was, you know, that was interesting. The match was good. Adam Cole's a stud, but then it was the post-match stuff that really did it of, you know, Adam, Adam Cole wins. He's trash talking, standing over top of Dexter. Dexter basically does like the undertaker reaches up and grabs him, put him in submission. And then we trans, you know, uh, 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 dream coming out dream and all them. And then, and then finally we segue into Scarlet coming out. You don't need the man and cross. You just have Scarlet with the hourglass. I mean, all in all the, 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 the stories and things that were accomplished, the imagery props, the production of the way they camera uh, shot this. This was a strong finish. So if you listen to this podcast, which we thank you and you haven't seen all of NXT yet, Go watch the final five minutes, ten minutes if you want to watch in-ring action, but five minutes if you want to watch yes. character storyline. This was a okay. really good finish. And maybe... I got nothing. That, that, that took yeah. forever. So I got You're welcome, Matt. Um, maybe they maybe they uh, hot-shot it and do it sooner rather than later. Cross taking the belt off of Cole. Cole goes up. Pardon me. Cole moves to SmackDown or Raw. Slides. No, slides to up. Raw or SmackDown. Gets called up to the He major. slides. <laughs> uh, Raj just got you guys on the take. You're just doing this to piss me I off I do always catch myself and say when you're not here, Justin says it's a lateral movement. Is it though really? Not in terms of salary. Nope. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, both of these were good shows tonight. Yes. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed this podcast. Any uh, final thoughts before we take <clears throat> it home, as it were? <laughs> no. Two very, very good shows. You're right. Both were... the. They've done this a couple times now in the last four weeks, I would say. Yeah. Where I felt like both did really good work tonight. Um, I still give the nod to AEW. I do. Sorry. Well, and last week, uh, I think last week, head to head, they were like like 15,000 apart. It was like it was like a dead tie almost. You know, I I think this week will be something similar. So but I like it because they're on the upswing. Both shows have gotten better. There you have it. So Friday night, Justin Labar, you're out. I am out again this Friday. I'll be back. Uh, I think I'm actually with you guys next Monday. Well, that's going to be painful. Why aren't you, what, what are you doing Friday? Uh, my day job career is calling me for opportunity. Nighttime? Yeah. It is. We're, I'm, I'm helping just my high school sports network. We don't have sports at the moment. Oh, uh, we yeah, are. Yeah. But but we are helping uh, high schools here in the Pittsburgh area. Um live stream their ceremonies but doing it safely so that way the older family members that don't feel safe coming to a, a, a right. gathering can see yeah. it so that's what we're doing can watch it safe looking home that's cool hey um so how many more there's still graduating out there yeah we have graduations all the way into early july but i think this is the last friday that i'll miss um i'll be back with you guys monday and then again Wednesday. Good. so good <laughs> Friday Night Raj, though, this week. 
Oh, that's right. Wait, never mind, Justin. I'm joking. <laughs> Friday Night Rise is the experience. I will I will admit and, and agree to that. Uh, that is, he is hilarious. So much so that Monday Night Raj was a little bit of a letdown this week. Well, I didn't know who that was. I'll be very honest with everybody watching and listening. I don't know who that man to the far left was this past Friday. He was like yeah. playing music. After the show went off the air, we got to see his family and his friends that I'm asked to come on camera so I could see them all. Um, he's having a party in the other room. Um, yeah, I don't know who that man was. I don't. Uh, chat, uh, disagreeing with me. I do realize that Ray wrestled without a mask in WCW. I'm talking about if he wrestled with a mask and then had a completely separate uh, character without the mask. Would be cool. Filthy. Filthy animals. Filthy, filthy animals, right, though. You know, because of the character? No, I'm saying it's but simultaneously, like if he had an entirely different name, different oh, like while well, it was still happening. You know, what yes. I mean? like later on that night he'd be Ray Mysterio Jr. Yes. The mask on. Next minute he's Mike Johnson or Jones. Yes, and then we yeah, learned that it's the same. It's yeah. like you know, you don't see uh, Superman and Clark Kent in the same room at the same time. Right. Sort of thing. Gotcha. Like, so you know. you're saying Owen Hart and Blue Blazer. Similar but different. Ooh. Um I just, I love superhero stuff, man. What can I say? Anyhow, uh, thank you everyone for coming out tonight again. If you want to donate yes. to Matt's campaign, text blueprint to 22525. We'll catch you back here Friday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.